Hello everyone, I'm Soma Mazumdar. And I'm Orut Semsarzadeh, and welcome to Kanban Lab Podcast. In each episode, we'll pick a common question and dive into a different aspect of Kanban, exploring its principles, practices, and applications, and answering that question. Our goal in this podcast is to demystify Kanban and help listeners understand how it can benefit their teams and organizations through addressing the common misconceptions, clarifying concepts, and answering questions about Kanban. Morning, Arad. Good morning, Soma, and good morning, everyone. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm very good. And uh, it's quite interesting living in uh, Melbourne, Australia, Soma. A couple of days ago, if you remember, you said, you also told me that, you know, there's a bushfire, right? A yes. day after, it starts raining. And I thought, oh, okay, good. So rain can help to stop the fi- fire and control the fire. But the, never, yeah. the rain hasn't stopped for like two days. And now we have flooding. Oh, my so. gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. That's From that's bushfire real- to flooding over two days. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah. maybe we humans need to be more considerate and mindful of how we are using nature <laughs> so that we can stop all of this. I know. So how's things in uh, Sydney? Uh, yes, uh, things are good in Sydney. It was really hot yesterday, but today is a nice, you know, like weather. So quite enjoying it. But um, coming back to our episode let's let's get started because i'm really curious to hear what have you heard recently is there anything interesting that we can talk about today oh yeah absolutely um so i was talking to a few people and uh, they told me that kanban is too difficult Mm. so what do you think soma do you think kanban is too difficult (laughs) well it's it's a it's a very good one and also a bit hilarious because the definition of difficult would depend like it it will vary from people to people so Mm -hmm. i would really like to understand that what does difficult mean and uh again like going back to the basics so let's let's talk about things uh now kanban is not a framework as we have discussed few episodes earlier um so what could be difficult now well Sometimes people might think that is difficult because it's not prescriptive. Mm -hmm. So again, depending on people's perspective, because Kanban doesn't tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. It rather gives you, you know, like everything that is required for you to make the right decision. So sometimes maybe, you know, like making those decisions could be difficult when you're new, but, um, what do you think? What's what's your perspective on the word difficult and associated with Kanban? I can a little bit share uh, my experience uh, when I introduced to Kanban a few years ago. And mm-hmm. because I had a Scrum background, and uh, I think most people who work as an agile practitioner, they have a Scrum background. And mm-hmm. uh, Scrum simplify everything. Right. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's good. Actually, it's one of the agile principles, simply simplicity. Right. Mm -hmm. But because it makes things too simple, uh, Mm -hmm. people, when 
they introduced the Kanban for the first time. And we talk about, you know, design a workflow, right? So we need to design how the work goes, goes uh, through the system and start measuring the lead time and then flow efficiency and this and that. And I think for those people who had Scrum background and um, they had no experience with anything else, especially they never experiment to measure the flow, uh, they might uh, struggle a little bit uh, because mm -hmm. in Scrum, you have a very simple backlog of work and then you commit to a couple of them, a few of them, every two weeks you deliver or not or whatever, right? You yeah. normally don't need to design a workflow. You don't even need to visualize the board. You don't need to measure the lead time because the Scrum fixed the lead time to two weeks or something, right? Yeah. Um, so I think those people who said uh, Kanban is too complex, it's because they're not quite familiar with Kanban. Similar to what mm -hmm. happened to me a few years ago. I thought I know Kanban, but I didn't really know Kanban. So uh, it took me a little bit to properly understand what Kanban is. But after you learn it, especially when you try to introduce Kanban, to the team and organization, then you realize the simplicity of Kanban because it's much more closer to what people actually doing at the moment. Uh, yes. Instead, you know, uh, unlike uh, Scrum, which what Scrum said, it's very different with how people work, especially in large organizations. Mm. Well, I totally agree. And I have another view on this. It's not only this Scrum practitioner, I would say, it could be challenging for anyone uh, who is new to Kanban. And one of the concepts that Kanban actually helps you to learn better is the accountability, mm -hmm. more like the shared accountability to deliver customer value. And that could be really like challenging in the beginning because if you think about it um, in normal teams, like, you know, even if it's a scrum team so mostly the product owner like the scrum guide says that the product owner is responsible for the backlog mm -hmm. to prioritize the backlog to understand what customer value means the scrum mm -hmm. master helps the product owner to maximize the value and the team is there to deliver it deliver customer value so the accountabilities are more like shared and everyone is very much have their own way of just fulfilling that but when it comes to kanban because it believes in the essence of the team mm -hmm. so the team is formed with like very skilled people mm -hmm. and that's what kanban helps us to learn and also respect so that means that you are not trying to segregate those duties. You can definitely do it, but then everyone is responsible for delivering quality, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So when you think of all the small things that Kanban, like the values and the principles, helps us to understand also the practices, that could be more confronting in some way than other. Like, for example, uh, understanding the lead time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, as you mentioned, two weeks sprint in scrum you don't have to think about all those things here you are actually focusing on measuring things mm -hmm. like you want to understand 
how much time do, do you take to deliver value to your customer so when you are practicing kanban the team is responsible for gathering data um, measuring things and also getting the insights out of it so now you are responsible and everyone in a way is accountable to understand the lead time the flow efficiency throughput. Mm -hmm. so it's it doesn't become one person's responsibility suddenly you know like when it comes to the scrum team in typical scrum teams it is always the scrum master who looks after the metrics the data it goes to the retro they talk about it but here it becomes suddenly everyone's job. And sometimes that those things really could be challenging when you're starting with it. And also the some of the practices, like you know, like if you think about it, Kanban promotes transparency in its true essence because the data is there, the visualization which is going to make everything very transparent, not only mm -hmm. for your team, but also for your stakeholder for your internal customers, external customers, if they're, if you're collaborating with them. So they can have a look at your board and see that where things are at, mm. what are the delays, what is happening. And this is, again, sometimes could be difficult, not only for Scrum practitioner, but for anyone who is not used to those kind of transparency. And they come into- Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. People not comfortable necessarily to uh, visualize their work and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, you mentioned that in Scrum, uh, Scrum Master is responsible to collect the data and stuff like that. Um, I have different view. I don't think uh, in Scrum it's necessarily Scrum Master's responsibility to collect well, the data. I said yeah i said typically this is what happens oh yeah it's, yes. it's not mentioned in the scrum yes. guard sure. because again quality if it is not everyone's responsibility and accountability we can never ensure our customer is getting the highest you know quality yeah. things at the end but what happens in organization based on our experience as coaches mm -hmm. when we go into team we can see that you know the roles and responsibility it becomes a huge thing in the beginning when they are forming a team and especially a new team because this keeps coming up that okay who is doing what that's right what functions do we play yeah. and when this happens most of the things goes to the scrum master where they collect data they make sure that you know continuous mm. improvement becomes their responsibility and they get those data insights in retros and gotcha. then facilitate yeah. the session but if you ask me, it should again become everyone's responsibility because I don't believe any of the framework has ever mentioned that, you know, like quality is not everyone's responsibility. That's right. So if we back to our topic, which is Kanban is too difficult. Another thing that people uh, in my courses or when I talk to them, um, they mention about Kanban and they think Kanban is too difficult because um, for some reason, uh, a lot of people, including experienced agile coaches, keep telling me that Kanban and theory of constraint, Kanban and uh, little law and Kanban and this formula and stuff like that. Uh, and those kind of, you know, for example, theory of constraint, which is, not, again, it's not too complex. Um, but theory of constraint is one thing. Kanban is another thing. I think Kanban and theory of constraint, they 
complete each other. For yes. example, without Kanban board, it's very difficult to look at the constraints and, uh, you know, does whatever the theory of constraint talking about. But they're two different things. So I think we shouldn't, you know, mix other stuff with Kanban because Kanban, it's by itself. Uh, it can be actually, it's quite simple, you know. So mm -hmm. as, a, as we discuss in multiple episodes, yeah. you just start with visualizing people's work if they don't want to visualize the teamwork or you know maybe they don't see themselves as part of a team just visualize mm -hmm. the individual work that's it and maybe just visualize it for that individual itself if that person is not comfortable to you know show what she's working on to the rest of the company that that's still okay to start with you know mm. so i think it depends how we look at kanban yes. if we and i understand people keep saying it doesn't matter if kanban is a framework or it's not a framework or whatever but as my point of view based on my experience people complicate kanban because they look at kanban as a framework mm -hmm. and they want to follow each steps right exactly and force it to people no you have to use whip limit and people not comfortable with it with with the whip limit right yeah. and or for example you have to have only one work at a time now who <laughs> said one work maybe people happy to have two work or three works you know we don't know so don't over complicate kanban just look at kanban as something which has some principles and practices to help you and you can pick whatever practices that suit you at the time today maybe you don't need to put the whip limit let people to overload themselves first mm. then you can say don't you think you have lots of work in progress do yes. you think it makes sense or helps you to have less work in progress yes. you know that kind of thing and gradually help people and coach people to improve Definitely. That's how I look at Kanban, and that's of why, to me, Kanban um, is very simple, but it's up to people. People can overcomplicate things. Yes. So when someone is telling you or that, you know, Kanban is difficult, again, the why will depend. But I believe that one of the why is what you just mentioned, because people try to do everything at once. Mm -hmm. And again, like... Only if people would focus on the change management principle in Kanban, which is like, start where you are now. And that's as simple as it says that you don't have to do everything. Exactly. Start where you are and what you can do. Not only you don't have to do, you shouldn't. Yes. And it's all about evolving by, you know, small experimentations. So the best part about Kanban is that, you know, like how it supports experimentation and how that is part of it, one of its main practices. Because think about it, like, you know, if you are trying to do everything, you wouldn't know what worked and what didn't work. That's because right. in some team, maybe the whip limit wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So if you only try one thing at a time, that, you know, like, by that I mean that experimentation when you are exactly. crafting experiment. Yeah, let people make mistakes because people learn from their mistakes. 
Exactly. And then if something doesn't work, you can always go back because the changes were so small. It's not going to disrupt the whole team in a bad way. Mm -hmm. So you are learning things and then you can go back and try something else. And when you're trying things with Kanban, don't try like, you know, massive big things like, you know, just doing a whole big bang transformation kind of thing. Absolutely. Maybe small, like, as you mentioned, visualizing your own work and see how it goes. So when I actually started practicing Kanban and I was told by my coach at that time, I want to see your personal Kanban. Mm. So I'm very enthusiastic. And Mm. what I would do, I would just, you know, like take work Mm. because I'm like, yes, I, I can do that. I can do that. So what I noticed, and this is a like this is something that I've learned by visualizing. And yeah. it was more like a you know, like a light bulb moment for me. Like, mm-hmm. wow, we can do this. So I had my first Kanban at the back of my door. Yeah. And I had some sticky notes. Uh I talking, still, you're not talking about my personal not that you you have a beautiful <laughs> one with like you know white paper chart and everything. Mine was as simple as it could be. And we were renting at that time, I still remember. So I had just three columns and I kept noticing my in-progress would just grow bigger because those are the work I was doing outside my normal nine to five day job. Mm. Uh, Like, you know, working for a conference or like, you know, uh, contributing to a community, uh, something like that event. So I was just noticing that, you know, the done column was so small yeah in progress was so big Mm -hmm. because i just couldn't say no i was like yeah like let's do it how much would it take and then i realized that how much of my energy was going and when the done column wasn't getting bigger it kind of demotivated me and i i actually thought about it that okay what can i do differently so i paused i paused taking any new work i'm like okay until and unless I have like two things or three things in my in progress, I wouldn't say yes to anyone. So that means nothing in my to-do. That's mm-hmm. that's what I did. And then, you know, like once I moved things to done, I then started taking it. But at the moment, I'm very much mindful about it. Mm-hmm. That okay, what other things I'm working on outside my nine to five job so that I don't have a two big of a in-progress column because we all have to limit our whip but sometimes you can only do that when you are visualizing absolutely so this episode is getting a little bit too long but uh just wanted to mention one thing before we summarize you know the only thing in this world is fixed is time (laughs) everything else is variable and Mm. it's up to us how much work we pull into this fixed time right everything else we probably can control but time it's out of our control mm-hmm. all right so today we talk about uh one of the uh probably Question. another kanban myth uh kanban yes. is too difficult yep. uh we talk about that that kanban is not too difficult probably people um who have different background they want to go through a very big change and they want to use all the kanban practices at the same time and that makes it uh, too complex and also combine it with theory of constraint and a lot of other stuff which is good but you don't have to do everything 
at once and you can always introduce Kanban gradually and you should introduce Kanban to people gradually based on uh, the problem they have and their- Exactly, and experiments. Don't forget let them, yeah. Small exactly. experiments. So record their you know, results and then move from there. And also don't treat it as a framework because it mm -hmm. is not. So you don't have to embed all the values and the principles and the practices at the same time. So one thing at a time, that's the best way to go about it. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching us today. And thanks, Soma. And have a very good day, everyone. We'll come back next week. And next week, Soma will be in Melbourne. So hopefully yeah. we can... We can do something special. But Absolutely. Um, today, well, enjoy the rest of the day, everyone. And thank you. Thank you, audience. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Bye.